Hey guys, this week on Awesome Cast, we're talking Google Help, iPad Air, and our very first smartphone, just like it was yesterday. Awesome Cast. This edition of Awesome Cast is brought to you by PittsburghOnVideo.org. Check out the best videos from Pittsburgh all in one place. PittsburghOnVideo.org. Want to have your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at sorgatronmedia.com. Subject line, advertising. Hey guys, it's the Awesome Cast 174 come from the Mayhem Studios in Pittsburgh, PA. I'm Mike Sorg here uh, at Sorgatron on the Twitters, uh, ready to get geeky, get nerdy on the Awesome Cast. Uh, with me on the couch is Shilla at Shilla on the Twitters. How you doing, sir? Pretty good. How are you doing today? All right, all right. So, so uh, like I said, we get geeky. We like we like to talk about technology, the internet. Um, all that kind of stuff. You can check out us. We're over at sorgatronmedia.com. Find all the episodes of the Awesome Cast at Awesome Cast on the Twitter, um, as well as on Facebook, on Google. Uh, we like to put out questions throughout the week and put some of the articles that we're uh, interested in talking about as well. And you can uh, check us out here live Tuesday at live.sorgatronmedia.com around 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, people join us like uh, Chachi, like like uh, 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 Wheels, like Juggalo John, who joined us for the great uh, podcast Pittsburgh episode a few weeks ago. So let's get right into it. First of all, you you got something. You got something this I got past something. week. You got something to show off. I did get something. I got the new iPad Air. The iPad Ooh. Air, which he has made bigger with a giant case. <laughs> Actually, the case isn't. It was the slimmest case they had yeah. that made it easy to remove the iPad. Okay. So my thing is, is I want something, A, that protects it a little bit. I mean, it's it's pretty thin. You have something. You've got to have something. I have something. Um, it still lets me use the camera, mm-hmm. um, the back microphone, the front microphone. All the ports are available. It'll let you kind of tilt it up. But the device itself is pretty darn, in comparison is extremely light. Have you seen this? And this this kind of threw me. There was uh, during the the Steelers game over the weekend. There was a commercial for it that was it, it has been here and done this, and it was a pencil that they kept like panning up on, and then they find out the, there's the iPad behind the pencil. I think because I have, it's that thin. Didn't they? Sh- I think that's the one they showed actually at the release. They showed it at the thing. I think they showed it at the release. Okay. Um. But yeah, that, that's how they were kind of comparing it, that it, you can hide it behind a pencil depending on, obviously, your angle and view. Of so now you have to remove all your pencils from your desk. Yes. It's actually um, thinner than my stylus. So I have a stylus that I like because it's Bluetooth and it allows me to write and do palm rejection and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a fan of the keyboard um, cover. I had that Logitech. Obviously, the device, since it's Width-wise, they they trimmed off the bezel, so it used to be. I don't know if you can see this. Oh, uh, yeah. So there's, so there's the, the top black bezel yeah. and the bottom black bezel. Yeah. For those of you at home or on on audio only, it's probably about an inch and maybe a quarter. It used to be that all the way around. Yeah, yeah. So you had this big black border 
around around the screen. But they no. they actually did thin it. Yeah, I would say it's probably about a half an inch okay. around now. That's um, not too bad. No, not at all. But any of my old keyboard cases now no longer fit. Oh, that stinks on the device. <laughs> but that's so. kind of like 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 whoop, like this is like. They kind of do that with these, and that we yeah. see all of our fingerprints on on these yeah. videos, by the way. Um, but yeah, and that and that seems to be the pretty much the standard. I don't did the mini do something similar from the looks of things. I or I think it already did actually. I think they already did. Like they already um, thinned it down. It was already thinned down, so I'm guessing yeah, it's going to be about the same. You'll just have Retina, mm -hmm. obviously, on there. Um, battery life's been excellent. I, I'm I'm really impressed with battery life. Keeping in mind that they actually reduced the battery size in the device. Which is still, I think they said, uh, about 85% of the device. Yeah. Uh, it's still a very small footprint as far as all that technology goes. Um, they did a... Teardown. They did a teardown. Uh, I fixed it to their typical teardown, and I think they did a special for it on, on, on This Week in Tech. Um, and they said this is the most like non-recyclable, or, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, unfixable... On a, on a rail on a scale of like you know one to ten, it's a two. Right. The Lots only the only device that scored lower the Surface Pro, Surface and, Two, or Pro. the Surface Two Pro. Yeah, yeah. we call uh, one. Lots of glue. Yeah. Apparently in this thing, like they have to, I think they had to like heat it up in order to take parts of it apart. Um. So that's well, like I, they don't make these things to get fixed. They really don't. That's why you can go into an Apple store and say, here, fix it. And they'll just hand you a new one half the time. Mm -hmm. And then they, they had their processes, you know. But well, uh, even on the iFixit, they said you could, they anticipated it's about an hour. To tear it completely apart. If you know what you're doing, mm -hmm. you can have the whole thing down to parts laying all over a table. Like the shell, the battery, everything completely dismantled. Um. You can have it across it in, in, in about an hour. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things they also said, I can't, oh, I was reading another article that said, wow, obviously this is the most technolo technologically advanced iPad. It's also the cheapest to make to date. Really? Yeah. So as the technology has increased, the device. Yet the price the, hasn't. The price hasn't. <laughs> so, I, so the profit margins will be high. Yep. That'll um, help Apple out, I'm sure. Um, and of course, I don't think there's an official date yet for the iPad Mini. Um, I keep hearing sources this. say November twenty first. Twenty first, a Thursday. Yes, that's what that. So that came out of, I think, two different resellers. For moments in time, posted shipping dates of when it would be available to their customers. Okay. So they're saying, and so maybe it's the twenty first for. For them to ship and you'd get it as early as the 22nd mm -hmm. uh, but i've seen i've I, I saw a couple clips that looked pretty pretty legitimate it wasn't someone photoshopping a screen capture of a website it looked looked pretty real all right so all right that that's i, I, know, I know we don't like rumors but that's what i'm <laughs> what's well, all speculations at this point yeah. right um but hey great just time for the holiday season uh they say it's going to be out this month so that could be anywhere along there and everyone's saying limited supply so if you if you want that device i would that may be one you have to wait in line for i yeah. waited in line for mine yeah um i went to the apple store south Hills village <coughs> i got there half hour 45 minutes before the doors opened at eight 
Um, I was 10th in line. I would say the line actually grew to maybe about 50. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy. Like the phone all no, the way down no, the mall. No. Um, the one thing, and I was talking to some different people at work. I knew a guy that ran out to Best Buy in South Hills village area. Um, he walked right in the store at eight o'clock, picked up his device, was back out of the door by I think eight fifteen. Well, the big thing too is is uh, I heard about this iPhone on the iPhone day, and and again with this last iPad release, um, just order it on the phone, just go through the Apple Store app and get it. And... So there were two lines in the store that day. At the store really? that day, there was the people that pre-ordered, okay, and the people that didn't. Now, keeping in mind to pre-order, you had to pre-order at three a.m. Huh. So the only way to get a pre-order for day one and get it that morning through pre-order. Well, and I mean, you could have gotten up at eight and pre-ordered. Yeah. But um, or got up whenever and pre-ordered was to actually 3 a.m. is when they when they created the the, the ability for people to, to log in. It was midnight uh, Pacific time. OK. Um, the one thing I in talking to some different people, the reason I'm guessing that the carrier-specific devices may be a little more limited, as well as the high-capacity devices. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody that was in line, other than me, a 12-year-old, and I think like an 8-year-old girl, were all getting. We were getting Wi-Fi devices. Everyone else was getting carrier devices. Really, really surprised me at the amount of people. A, getting the carrier device. B, I didn't hear one person in line other than, and I didn't, I got a 64 gig this time. Um, the two kids were getting 16 gig devices. Everybody else was 32 and up. Some people were asking about the 128. Um, so capacity obviously is going up as well. And they were talking about that because this idea that you can get, you know, get the 128 and you can do whatever you want video and everything on there but if you're if you're getting the 128 if you're getting 128 carrier base Mm -hmm. you're looking at 929 for the device yeah you're i mean you're a grand you're 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 at go get the 11 inch macbook air and let's call it a day yeah yeah um and and walk down to to verizon or at&t and get a get a mi-fi type device look at look at the difference though what what is the difference between a 128 gigabyte iPad Air uh, and a 11 inch Mac Air. You have a little bit more screen real, real estate, different software, in the long run, a different software platform, a keyboard, but the same size hard drive, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And that's why I think I, I still think that they're going to. The reason we went to the iPad Air was so now we can have an iPad Pro. I, you know, no, no, I, I, I think I. I, I'm kind of going along with the Annie Anako side of this, where they think, well, that's the air, and next year we're just going to skip the whole mini size of things. You think that, I see that they're selling a lot? Those devices are no, selling. No, no, I mean, but yeah, they're, they're selling, but it's not going to be the iPad mini anymore. The iPad mini will just be the, the iPad. iPad. And then and that's possible. Although I, you got to think, you got to think also, we don't have a MacBook anymore. Mm-hmm. A MacBook proper. We have a MacBook Air. We have a MacBook Pro. We have a MacBook Pro with Retina now. Um, so maybe that doesn't matter as much to them anymore. It's like, no, this is going to be this version of the iPad. Um, so what would you like to see in a Pro though? Like, what? Or is it even and better see, processor? It's going to have the Snap-on keyboard like the Surface. Um, here's the thing. I 
then people were saying, well, they could do a stylus and they could do they could do a snap on keyboard and they could do this, that and the other. I, those to me are accessories. Mm-hmm. Those are any that's an accessory they could sell. But what does the thing do? Anyone. The one one person that I talked to had an interesting theory. What happens if they either purchased a company or partnered with someone like um, Wacom, some people call Wacom, um, the stylus company that also does the digitizers? Yeah. What happens if they do a digitizer level um, touchscreen mm-hmm. that allows for pressure sensitivity? Because right now you have to have this a Bluetooth stylus yep. to hit, measure the sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you look at like the Surface Pro mm-hmm. and the Surface Pro 2, the digitizers built into that is a big selling point of the surfaces is that that I can draw on it. It'll be pressure sensitive right mm-hmm. out of the box. And everything. now you can do that with you can do that with accessories. You can get mm-hmm. a Bluetooth stylus, which but you're let's seeing be honest, a slew of them. We want out. it out of the box. Right. Let's be honest. We want yeah. we get a, a, a Wacom tablet because uh, because it does that all inclusive, mm-hmm. right? And, and we we get a surface because it does it all inclusive. You don't want this this kind of well. I can get this thing, and it doesn't work with all the apps. You know, like I think you experienced mm-hmm. some of that. Um, so I could see, I could see the pro getting like the a fingerprint sensor mm-hmm. and a built-in screen-based digitizer. I could I could see that being something where where you're you're trying to appeal to that that art market, which Apple's really good at appealing to. Um, which is really funny since they are in with that art market, yet they've completely underserved a big portion of that market with this idea. Why but, do you think they're underserved? Well, first of all, they're anti-stylus. But there's, but again, there's third-party accessories. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, even Adobe's gotten to the point where Adobe realized there's a there's a market for those accessories, mm-hmm. and they're coming out with that kit that has like some kind of mini ruler and a pen. Really? Yeah, it's like this three-part. Nope. It's a three-part kit that I, I, that the Adobe put in some. It might have been at CES or or one of those types of tech fair, um, types of places that that it's this. It's like a. I want to say it's like a three-part kit. Um, specifically for an iDevice. It's supposed to be for I think anything touch like tablet based okay um tablet stylus project mighty yes it's called project mighty smart stylus for tablets and napoleon a digital ruler and guide and the actually the the um napoleon the digital ruler kind of looks like it almost the top of it has what looks like a PlayStation buttons with circles and triangles oh, wow, and this squares. Is, okay, so so here it is for you guys on video. Uh, cloud-enabled hardware, they're calling it. This is really interesting. So, and, and this is under uh, xd.adobe.com, which isn't this their kind of more experimental wing? Yeah, this is this is the Explorer-type, Google Explorer-type thing. Okay. So this is like their kind of crazy R&D thing. Now, they've done interesting things in the past where they've embraced the, the you know, the iOS thing where you can get, and actually I need to check this since I'm under Creative Cloud now, you can get apps that are extensions of like Photoshop. Yes. You know, 
that and, and run on your phone, your iPad. You've kind of talked about wanting to do that. You wish there were there were different tools where you could have your controls right on your iPad, and you could be flipping between the monitors. You oh can yeah, be doing yeah, like on the, on this with Wirecast. Right, with yeah, Wirecast. I would love to be able to just have that and go boom, boom, boom. I mean, I can sort of do it by by logging in to log me in and doing that, but that's like another kind of process and, and streaming all that video to my iPad. I don't want it to take away any processes from what we're doing here. I'm already hovering, like this show's hovering around 78% on the CPU or just mm -hmm. running a Mac Mini. I don't want to push it any further uh, and have something like that running. I just want something that just communicates and controls. Yeah, know? like I think the tools that they had were, you had a, a quick switch palette where you could go from like marquee select yeah. to eraser to yeah. those kinds of things. They had a really cool one that I saw and I, I think it's actually out there. It's, a, it's like a color palette Mm -hmm. And it That's would almost be like an artist's paint palette where you could actually take colors, smear them, mix colors, that kind of those kinds of tools. I, I'm not sure if they make them for the phone. I think they're more tablet. They may be, they might be more for only. iPads. So, um, but I mean, it, Adobe, I think, has really embraced the tablet. If you look at Adobe Touch, Adobe Photoshop Touch came out, I think, a month early on Android. Which is sometimes atypical for for an app to launch first on Android, but they came out with Photoshop Touch for Android first. It's now available on the iPad. Um, obviously, they have uh, PDF Reader and they have they have a some ton Adobe of stuff. Ideas they have they have a lot of tools out there. So I, they do. I I there I I'm just like uh, flipping through. I just did a search for Adobe just to see what they have. I have a. Adobe Echo Sign. Uh, I get some other stuff in here. Adobe Edge Inspect, which is I think that's the HTML5 editor. Is Edge? Okay. Um, Adobe Test and Target. So th and these look like they're all kind of extensions, but there are also a few of these that look like they're kind of more consumer grade things. Uh, Adobe Video Bite. Choose your favorite video clips and make a short movie to share with friends and family. Uh, Adobe Digital Enterprise, which is just an extension. Adobe Ideas Vector Drawing for your mm -hmm. for your phone. Uh, Adobe Group Picks, uh, which is a Group Picks collects all your friends' photos. So there's social video, social, uh, uh, you know, photo, photo sharing. Yeah. I didn't even know they had half of this stuff. Adobe Connect, Adobe Content Viewer, Adobe Cooler, uh, which looks like it's a color temperature kind of thing for uh, for this. And of course, uh, the, you know, they have uh, uh, Photoshop Express. They have Photoshop Touch, which is only five bucks on here. Um, yeah, they've really really got into this uh in the and past I mean, what few do, years i mean when you look at it what do they have to lose if they're device agnostic and they span mm -hmm. android ios i mean windows rt has has a adobe photoshop type um thing give me, give me linux guys give so me linux <laughs> you know I, I i really i not that i would really partake mm -hmm. a lot in that linux side of things but I just think, like, designers do not have to worry about operating system and say, well, we live in Adobe, so we can live in Adobe over here on this free operating system and not have to worry about that crap. Um, I think that's the next step. That would, that's an, that would be an interesting theory. Why wouldn't they take and modify, like, Ubuntu or do something, one of those types of... Yeah. And give me it on a... Let me install it via USB and I get... I get all the cloud tools. Mm -hmm. And I have to have a cloud subscription. Think of it, think of it like a Chromebook... But so it's Adobe. Mm -hmm. It probably just—I don't know what that did to a lot of people's minds right there. Um, but yeah, if you, if you live in Adobe, that that kind of makes sense to a point. 
Um, granted, there are other things that you can add in on that and everything, but yeah, take that right, right, right on top of that. You think of like Steambox is taking their service, their cloud service of Steam, and saying, okay, here's a box that does just that. Mm-hmm. You know, again, this kind of deviceification of certain things. You know, Google's doing it with their thing, uh, and the other thing, and and I think they're kind of leaning towards this. When you get a point, uh, there's already I use that Pixlr. I've mentioned on the show uh, before, I believe, but it's basically Photoshop in our browser. When do we get a point where we do get? We have the Creative Cloud edition of all of this Adobe stuff they just updated. When do we get an actual cloud edition of your software that runs in the browser that I can just log in and use at work where they won't buy me Photoshop, you know? Yeah, the, the question I'm, that comes to my mind is how many people work in in an offline situation so the cl- a cloud true. thing is the, well like, i think they're already screwing the pooch on that one with their their whole creative cloud you know uh, uh requirement you don't have to be online when you're using it you just have to check in every so often i think you? so i think so i think um, you're i think you're you're you only have to check in like every 30 days okay so to me that's that's pretty yeah, realistic that you're gonna that, get on the internet within a 30-day time span these days these and, and days. i gotta say they're, they're probably realistic there's not too many situations anymore where that's happening you're yeah. right now another one thing that i question is okay so this is like one of their first mainstream looks at accessories are they ready to become a hardware company hey you know I what microsoft know. did i i think anybody can do they get the right product people in there to do it um this I don't see this making a big splash. I think mm-hmm. they're going to be a me too. I, I think this is a thing when I log into my creative class and say, hey, we got this. Don't you want this? You know, to they're going to be preaching to the choir on this kind of thing. Um, there, there's, I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's some people that are some pretty big Adobe fanboys. Oh, I would definitely point. agree. Um, they're, they're so, over, and there's a lot of people just, just kind of curse on me like, oh God, this is the only thing I can freaking use, you know? Mm-hmm. But again, I think there's a lot of people that kind of snub their nose. Uh, there's definitely some people that snub their nose at uh, Final Cut versus Premiere, mm-hmm. you know? And, and well, that's kind of a, Apple's fault for kind of, you know, kind of saying, yeah, we're going this way and we don't care if you're coming with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that too. And again, I'm still kind of interested to see what this update to Final Cut uh, Pro is going to be uh, uh, for that. I hope it's something that's going to be so powerful and cool that it does bring a lot of people over. There, there was an interesting, when I was in line, there was an interesting idea that the guy behind me was talking about because he was actually asking about the Mac Mini mm-hmm. and when the Haswell, when they were going to bring the Haswell chipset to that. And of course, the the guy from Apple was like, "Yeah, they don't they don't let us in on that kind of information at this point in time." But um, he said, "Do you think the Mini will get a um, new case and shell to be a miniature Pro?" Why would I want that? Why not? Why would it? But this is so nice and it's, stackable. But it but it's not going to take up. It's going to take up less room this way. And you can stack them like cans of Coke. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, now you're thinking, there was, um, oh, who did this? Vizio, who does my freaking TV mm-hmm. up in the living room. They did a line of PCs where it was just this little box, and they have great monitors because that's what mm-hmm. they do. They're TV people. Uh, but the box was this little thing. 
You know, it, it's like we took this and just packed it up a little more vertically. Um, so you're thinking something like that. So it's like I get. So now I, instead I'm, of this nice stackable flat thing, I get these pods. I get to put on my desk. But why can't you stack those as well? If they're if they're made appropriately. And yeah. and the one thing the one thing that I actually saw that was pretty nice for the for the pro line was someone made like a high end Blu-ray read read write type device. Mm-hmm. Not that I would want to burn a Blu-ray. That would probably take forever. But it was their their drive was round mm-hmm. and the same size as the pro cylinder. Well, you and you just well, you see that threw it right on top of there. You see that with the mini. Uh, you see a lot of drives and stuff that are uh, wasn't. It, you know, when the old the airport's the same size too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Where you just like stack it on top of it or something, and and you just have this like vertical stack of all your Mac devices, just you know, right there. Yeah, so, so I mean, I guess I I don't see their well here. I I would in my head think that you could get if you laid your MacBook or you you laid your Mac Mini down in that in that spot you could get four of the new minis of your new minis <laughs> from this idea from, 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 from this, the concept i mean this, it's this, 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 this is this is just some just some guy standing behind here. me in line saying <laughs> do you think that they're waiting because they're going to redo the form i'm factor. sure that's where the wall street journal gets all their rumors from too <laughs> some random guy in the yeah, line we're like, this guy pretty trusted source <laughs> i trust to do this well, and, well, and it sounds cool yeah, yeah, and you never know, and it could be like, hey, we're going to innovate this thing too. You know, I mean, this has been the same for years. I, I keep looking at the Mac. Well, I, even the MacBook Pro, I, I was thinking like, well, Mac Pro, Pro hasn't really changed in a few years, but it actually did when they did the Retina versions. It is really a MacBook MacBook Pro Air at this point mm-hmm. when you had the Retina version of it. Um, when I see, I would tend to dis. It's not they they haven't had that form factor. The form factor you have for too long. Mm-hmm. Because I have, I have the for those who don't know, I have the 2011 version. Um, you know the silver. I'll bring up a picture here. Mm-hmm. I but I think I, I'm thinking I have the early 2010, 20, 2009, where mine's the white, thick silver. I still have the 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 DVD burner. In it. Okay. But I mean, and that device was that's how they started, and that actually is more. The side I have one that's it's white on top instead of all silver. Mm-hmm. Is that the one you have? That's not the one you have. Yeah, that's one I have. That's Is this it? one? Yeah, that looks thick. That looks thicker. It looks thicker on the TV. Yeah, well, yours looks thinner on your desk. It's a little, it's a little stretchy. Thinner on my desk. I also, well, yeah, no, no, it's, it's kind of, it is kind of stretched out on the screen for some reason. Okay. Uh, for what you're seeing, mm-hmm. um, because of the the, the adapter Aspect ratio, the after. Yeah, the, the adapter squeezes everything back in, so it looks a little thicker. But um, but trust me, it looks good on this end, and for everybody out there. But I mean, even that device, you could get a lot smaller on that in that footprint. But I don't. Okay, so I don't. Okay, for as much power as I get out of this little thing, look, I'm running production on this. Thing. Right. I'm running my video editing on this thing. Pretty powerful video editing. Getting a pretty good clip is a i5 in here, mm-hmm. right? Um, See, mine's back on the core two duo. I don't want to throw back, uh, you know, any smaller if it means that I'm going to get more hamper. Actually, when I was going to buy this, I was like, "Oh, do you really want that? That's laptop parts." See, I don't think I don't think getting I don't think they're going to have an issue getting the size down on that mm-hmm. and sacrificing speed or quality. Yeah, you know, they'll sacrifice. Like 
is me upgrading my RAM. No, because because did you ever look in there the way they have like it's the laptop, so it's stacked RAM. Yeah. So you can still upgrade like in mine, I can still upgrade my but RAM. I, I, I'm I think I think you do a different form factor. You want to get it really, really small. I think that's what you sacrifice. just like you have in all the other. See, I don't packs. think, though, I don't think you're going to sacrifice that where I think you're going to see the, the space being given up. Solid state versus disk. That's true. A hard drive. That's true. I mean, you save a lot of space pulling out that drive that's true i mean that's the whole reason that the airs can be so thin there's no mm -hmm. removable drive it, it, it really yeah. is just a chip a couple circuits yeah that's so i it. could see them keeping i could see them keeping removable memory but i could see the drive going to mm. they'll tell you you know what if you want if you want more space go buy a time capsule yeah exactly <laughs> all right well hey let's go to uh this is my thing of the week just heard about it today kind of kind of a cool concept and you know i'm a big fan of the hangouts i actually been doing a lot of blog posts over at sorgatron.com about the google hangouts a little bit of a kind of walkthrough ish of how to do the on airs now mm -hmm. uh you know to, just to get kind of familiar with what's going on there kind of an 18 minute uh kind of thing we did um and also just getting out there and doing a hangout on air and and, and uh and, and seeing you know what is different with it really just format at this point but they announced i think this today or yesterday they, they brought this up google Helpouts. i have the audio up i'm sorry so the idea is they're using pretty obviously google hangout so the technology is there we've all beta tested it for the last couple <laughs> of years so obviously it works by now you know i'm doing a you know having several wrap-up shows a week on the wrestling uh, network with with this technology uh but now there's kind of a front end to do it. and then we're talking about like you know this is like they're teaching guitar and they're showing yoga and they're showing you know uh how to work on photos and stuff like that um so i mean really this is this is nothing that i can't do now as a you know person that teaches i could completely go on my website and put up, you know, again, I was telling you before the show, there's a, there's a, somebody helped out uh, getting started. She actually does Skype yoga, you know, same concept. Mm -hmm. I can do the same out, same thing with Hangout. But this is a nice kind of front end through Google at uh, helpouts.google.com. Uh, and it's like a directory. So you can go in here and uh, give me something, give me something I, I, I need help with. I need help with hanging drywall. Let's see where this goes. Oops. Hanging drywall. And what? Uh, what? No. Nothing for hanging drywall. <laughs> okay, let's go with their suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> but here, like, uh, let's see. Party proof your weight loss, fitness and health guides, supplemental basics. Uh, so so some of these, like, like this Weight Watchers one is going to be free. I understand. I think Lowe's has a bunch of them on here that are, that are going to be free as well about, I mean, they're going to help you out. You know, how do I... Well, Lowe's ones, are they going to be recording or there's going to be someone there? I Presumably there's going to be somebody there. We should just mm. do one of these on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> presumably there's going to be somebody there. Um, but there's also pay ones like this one below this fitness and health guide, uh, $20 per help out or $1 per minute, uh, guide below, uh, supplement basics cause so I'm under fitness and nutrition. If I go under computer electronics, uh, there's a computer questions, answer problems, solve free. There's computer and personal device help desk, $10 per hangout or $2 per minute. 
Bill Connors, I know where that is. Something about the IT field, going to education, books and classics, math tutoring. So, I mean, it ranges. This one's like $25 per help out. It's like, okay, all right. Um, supposedly, Google is going is vetting all of these. Um, this is actually Home Depot's doing this one. So, handyman help with Home Depot apron assist. Red Beacon, a blah, blah, blah. Uh, so... I can join the queue or schedule for later. And ideally, if you are, apparently, apparently anybody can apply for this. If I wanted to say, hey, I want to help people with social media mm -hmm. or something, I can say, hey, I'm going to apply as an expert. And they, supposedly they're going to vet you. So someone at Google was doing all this stuff. Okay. Um, and then if I'm, I think it's, it looks like they schedule, like you get scheduled, like, hey, I'll be available from this to this time. Because you go through here and it says uh, uh, video help is available or, or they don't have anything by it. And they, they'll tell you if there's a, a scheduled time available next. And from the ones I saw, there wasn't. Uh, supposedly, if you, you know, I get in the queue, it's my turn, it comes up, the person has to answer within five minutes or the hangout is free. You know, oh, okay. so so they're putting a money back guarantee on this looks like, you know, now I think of it, this looks like the answer, a broader answer to the Amazon. Um, uh, the help emergency. Yeah, the, like the, the, the help on the Kindle. I forget the what they call it. The assistant. It yeah. Um, like they're supposed to have a There's new commercial shows the it guy does. using that. He's trying to limit his kids from playing games and, mm -hmm. and their usage of the device. And it's a neat idea. I just look at it as from from the Amazon standpoint, how many people's problems originate with I can't connect to my Wi-Fi. So that's <laughs> well, that eliminates a, a giant right there, but... that eliminates a giant swath of people that you don't have to serve. Mm -hmm. You know, the interesting thing going back to I, I like to take the devious way of thinking. Um, so I don't answer you in five minutes, and then I hang up on you and put you back in queue, and then when you call back, I answer right away. I, I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, or or if you're if you're disconnected, whatever. Or this becomes like because there was I know there was some like thoughts of like the the uh, the Kindle one. So, Hi, will you be my friend? <laughs> you know, kind of kind of thing popping up. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think I think it's a really interesting way for them to kind of um, um, you know move that technology into something that's a little more well, for them hopefully you know profitable that's what they're looking mm -hmm. for of course this is something that's not like some kind of crazy ad based thing and, and you say well okay how are some of these free look at the ones that are free like if you see something with a nice logo by it uh like this one medical group for this medical advice california members um, um but it says members only banfield pet pet was this pet hospital so or 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 home depot or or whatever they paid for that this is part of their marketing mm -hmm. because they're going to offer you free help to you know example they say like go put on a doorknob hang drywall you actually go to that you don't look yeah. for there's nobody sitting here like i'm waiting for that next guy that wants to hang some drywall here at nine o'clock at night uh, but i mean <laughs> you look at like the home depot theory and i mean you walk into a home depot you the first person you ask your question to they may not have the answer but they'll be oh jimmy over an aisle six and plumbing <laughs> he knows he knows all about that he'll help yeah. you out let me walk you over there yeah so i i think that i mean they could have they could take stores and people on their downtime 
could, could be handling all. They very a lot well of could. This. They very well could. And I think that's a really. So you're talking about like you walk in that front door and do that. Now you start here. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, I can get some free help with da 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 da, or or even extended customer service. I'm like. Hey, I bought a doorknob from you guys. Even though I didn't buy a doorknob from those guys, mm-hmm. you know, can you help me with this? It still helps with that brand loyalty kind of mm-hmm. idea. It's, it's, it really is the Gary Vaynerchuk help, 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 you know, and then they'll buy from you, you know, kind of idea. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. I, I look at a lot of these things and I think, well, from personal experience, someone trying to help you repair a PC or someone trying <laughs> to help you hang drywall or yeah. even install a doorknob. I mean, if you're installing a doorknob and it's a fresh door, I mean, you need a cutting kit to cut out the doorknob hole. And then you actually need a piece that slides over that to then make sure you per- perfectly center the lock mechanism. That's three trips to Home Depot. <laughs> you're going to be hey, 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 you know, but you got somebody telling you, helping you make right. the shopping list. Before you even get there. Right, and I could see that being Or maybe it says, hey, pull up. Do you have an iPhone? Hey, you're on this stuff. You know what a Hangout is. Uh, Pull up your Home Depot app. Maybe there's a shopping list function on there. And he sends Mm -hmm. you up and you walk in and say, get me this stuff. Um, I think that's where it comes to But I I wonder with like PC repair or trying to... I could not imagine trying to remove someone's malware without (laughs) having direct access Well, actually, there is uh, a couple of these I saw when I looked up the computer stuff Mm -hmm. earlier. There was a remote assistance. Okay. So I think they can kind of take. Control. I think it's, it's an extension of they probably have this plus uh, not go to meeting, but go to PC, mm-hmm. you know, which is and I've used I've had I've worked with somebody that used that or before. even log me in has a support log me in has something like that. Like like a lot of those have them where here I'm going to email you this link or put this link in the chat, mm-hmm. even if it's just like Hangouts, um, click that click allow and i will be able to take over your computer and help you from here um so you got a visual video line going on there plus they have the remote thing to let them say okay we'll look at this da, 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 da. you know I, I think it's a really good way and i think it's a uh again how open how open is this and i wonder because this really just came out i wonder where did they cultivate these people you know or like, are they, or are they going to people that are doing QAs and stuff on Hangout and say, "Hey, would you like to do this?" Right. Like they do with YouTube, where they say, "Hey, you just got a million, you know, hits on this video. Uh, would you like to become a partner and hang out in our studio in LA?" You know, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, uh, is it that kind of mentality? So, hey, whole thing has to go better than the YouTube Music Awards, right? I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Two hundred fifty thousand people streamed were streaming concurrently. Um, but it's a decent turnout. Yeah, that's 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 not a bad turnout. Like, well, there was something like, um, well, well, it's not a good number compared to an MTV Music Awards. What's a great number as far as streaming goes? So it kind of depends on who you ask. So I think it's a great number as far as streaming goes. But I think when you look at YouTube, the con- to me, and I'm probably just getting old. YouTube is the DVR of whatever. I, it's 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 content when I want it. But is not, it is? Do you go for original content on there? Not no. I mean, it's Pittsburgh Dad original content because I yeah, yeah that well, I can exactly. sit there and watch that, that all day long. Counts. Exactly. I mean, so this so, show is on YouTube, right? I mean, I I look at it as it's content when I want it. Yeah, I'm not gonna just like with TV shows now. I don't tune in. 
during the airing of the show. So you think the idea that YouTube has something that mm-hmm. this was on at this time, and, and I'm sure it's no problem. I can go find the YouTube Music Awards and go pull it up and watch it now. But uh, one of the weird things with it was apparently Spike Lee directed it. They did mm-hmm. this concept of we're going to make live music videos that that are happening and recording and directing and, and just live happening right there. Apparently gave away a whole six awards throughout the night. Um, it, it's been pretty much uh, torn apart, even by other YouTubers. So It's an interesting concept. It is. My question is, is that it, did they record it and how many people have watched it since? Because I bet you it has eight times as many hits. Well, they have one thing automatically. They got to split everything off to their own music videos, which uh, here in this shaky camera thing going on is Lady Gaga. Excuse me. Spike Jones. What did I say? Did I say Spike Lee? Spike Lee. Lee. Ah, close enough. Lee Jones. So, um, so yeah, it, it gives you a different feel. Um, but I, I, I'm curious to see kind of how this one turns out. Uh, but they, they're, they're, you know, remember we had pay channels come up or like Sesame Street and a bunch of other people. YouTube is really, really trying to, and they're going to, and what is Google good at? Iterating, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to try everything. They're going to say, let's try this thing. Let's try this thing. Let's try this thing. Let's, and they are going to keep doing this. They're going to keep doing YouTube music awards and pay channels and rentals and live streaming and hangouts of live streaming and doing stuff with. A YouTube Music Award that had like I think like like three people that were from YouTube that were YouTubers, um, you know, mixing up with Eminem's and Lady Gaga's and Arcade Fires. You know, mm-hmm. um, there, there was you know a lot of complaints over the uh, YouTube Comedy Week had too many professional comics, quote unquote, and not enough representatives of the people that made YouTube YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's this interesting culture happening in youtube itself and it's kind of <clears throat> iffy because well you're paying all these guys and supporting these guys over here but then you do this to make them look like they're they're they're, they're kind of chumps you know mm-hmm. uh with the real stars yeah. and i and i don't i don't have a problem with that i think it's a it's a good format for that i just look at it as spin that off into something else or call it mm-hmm. youtube youtube pro youtube what youtube I tv youtube tv or something yeah, yeah. Pro, I, I don't like that because it kind of makes it sound like people, the typical standard YouTubers, aren't professional. They're basically keep um, keep trying to get themselves away from we're not you know cat videos right anymore. I I, I think a real easy jump for for them sports. Yeah, Throw. and that's the that's the thing. They're they're talking about like you know. Uh, Google Plus was supposedly a representative from Google Plus was talking to the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. Uh, that I think that would make it a real easy jump if you want to get people to jump onto the concept of watching something live. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sports is an easy jump, and it's going to pull. I think. I think your, your the goal would be to also pull outside of your standard people that are already there, trying to gain more members. Mm-hmm. I think putting sports on there. I'm not a huge sports fan myself, but I know there are a lot of people that are huge sports fans. And if you want to get people off the off the Comcast and Time Warners and and uh, Verizon FiOS TV type stuff, that that's the one thing that I hear from everyone that they say, you know, I can't cut the cord because I, I need my sports. 
And when you, I, I think that would bridge the gap. And think about it now. It opens up this whole other revenue channel of advertising. Not that I'm sure that they don't have enough information from people Googling different sports scores and Google now looking at sports scores. But um, I, I think it opens up a whole new ability to monetize sports and advertising. And mm. let's face it, Google makes money off of advertising. So let's go to some questions. We we had we, we, I've been trying to do. Uh, I love this question. You love so this, this question. Is my favorite I, one. I don't know where this came from the other day. What was your first smartphone? Everybody's got iPhones. Everybody's got whatever. And I just like like what was your first experience? And and we got some really cool answers. You actually submitted, and I'll pull up the Wikipedia page. This is the. Tell, tell me what this phone. This is. is the bag phone of smartphones. The what? <laughs> <laughs> if you remember the old bag phone, the the first. Tele- yes, like, my mother had one of those. Yeah. This was like the bag phone of the smartphone era. So this device was, I mean, it was nice. It was pretty cool. Um, ran pocket PC. Um, battery probably got you, if you were lucky, about a, four hours. Oh, and that's like intermittent use. <laughs> like, you make a phone call on this thing for a half an hour, it's dead. Wow. It actually had the, the back plate was removable. Wait, that's not too much different than this thing right, right here yeah. that, that I had on to... Uh, this this compact pocket PC iPack kind of thing. So it's yeah, I think I remember these these ones being around. So so it had a it had an actual remove the whole back actually removed off, and it had a thicker battery that you it had an extended life battery, and the charge the the charge cradle that you had for it actually let you put the device in there and the backup battery behind it, so you could charge both of them simultaneously. Wow. It, the one thing that was pretty cool about it is on the upper left-hand corner in that picture, there's a swivel knob, and it actually had a camera that rotated. The entire camera rotated around the device, so you could put it towards you front-facing. You could flip it around to be back-facing. Really? When you weren't using it, the camera actually faced down into the device to protect the lens. Um it was a, it was a nice device. I I enjoyed it back in the day. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't even on like the the three G network for Verizon. Like if you remember EDVO Rev, EDVO, and then there was EDVO Rev A, and then we got like into the LTE type stuff. This was on the one XRTT, so it bursted at twenty eight eight. Oh jeez! <laughs> but I mean, back then, I mean, that's the that's the that's all you need because you had WAP sites. You yeah. everything was text at right. that point. Right? Well, this had Internet Explorer on it. Okay, it had pocket. I mean, pocket PC. Pocket PC Internet Explorer. Explorer. Yeah. Um, yeah. it had. I want to. I'm trying to remember. Did this device have? I don't think this device had a memory card slot. I think I was. Con- I think if this was the device, I remember I was constantly. Adding stuff, removing stuff, compressing stuff. This was uh, my next device after this was the VX ninety seven hundred or something like that. It was an AudioVox pocket PC phone. It did run on the faster. It ran at least EDVO Rev A, which like bursted at like one point five meg, um, <clears throat> and that had a removable that had a removable SD card slot. But, but this device was pretty neat. I mean, there were some hard, there was four hardware buttons. There was the D-pad. Um, I'll have to see if I have this sitting in the box somewhere. 
power it up. But <laughs> if it does, I bet you. I bet you because I bet because usually I if if a device has a battery, I pull the battery off the back. So I mean, hey, that thing's still kicking. Hey, I, I, this, this was my first. Oh, was it? This was my first. I was on flip phones. I was very excited because before this, well, I, uh, well, my entire phone history is very short. I started on a flip Cricket black and white something that has snake on it, like yeah, maybe oh three, oh four ish. Uh, I had like an LG and a Motorola that were flip phones and it had color, and I could get Doom RPG on it, Tetris, and that <laughs> kind of stuff. I was, and I really didn't see much need for something like you know, your pocket PC or anything like that. I really didn't at, the, at that point. And then this thing changed everything. The iPhone 1. And this is actually, I got secondhand. Uh, Malengo, who does our Movie Minute podcast, uh, he had gotten it, um, I think as a gift uh, uh, as well. And I think he got the 3G. And I think I bought it for like 50 bucks, 100 bucks, something like that. So, which considering how much they were at the time, this was... Now, a, that was my first iPhone. This, this was your your first iPhone. My too. first iPhone was was that I went two smartphone iterations, three smartphone iterations. <laughs> so before, you you weathered the storm before the the first iPhone. Came Here's out. the question though: like when you when you what was the appeal of getting or was this because of work or something? What was the appeal of something like the Pocket PC? And they, were they all Pocket PCs that you had? Or um, Windows, I had Windows phones. For for my personal phones, they were all three of them were pocket PCs. Okay, and two of them were Verizon. Then I jumped to T-Mobile, and one of the main reasons I jumped to T-Mobile was because of price and the fact that I could jailbreak an iPhone 2G and get it on T-Mobile. Um, the the pocket PC, I'll tell you what, there was actually a large world of apps. There was no mm-hmm. app store. So you didn't have an app store where you could go to this one unified place. But there was a lot of people that actually developed apps. And the interesting thing was that they were all extremely small. And it was pretty much one file. Because you were downloading them on a (laughs) 28.8 high-end modem. But, But it was one file. It was a cab. And the cab had the installer in it. And you all and you could actually keep your apps. Like it, for the device past this that had like a memory card, mm. you could install to the memory card. You could inst- keep your installs on the memory card. Um, and if you if you didn't have space for an app, you removed it. I don't know if you remember um, Dope Wars. Is that the name of it? Dope Wars. Dope yeah. Wars. That I mean that that started off on the Palm and moved to here. A lot of text based adventures. A lot of thing games like Snake. Um, I mean, there was nothing crazy as far as like 3D graphics or anything like you would think on a on a console game at that point in time. Mm-hmm. But I think by the time I got to this device, I think there might have been like a Nintendo ROM emulator and some stuff like that. But there was just a lot of stuff out there. It was like the original appeal of like an Android device now. Right. Was it this is the Tinkerer's device. This is the I can do it. It was the PC of the of the phone. The other thing that was interesting is is XDA developers really paid a lot of attention to the pocket PC before anything else. So I'm trying to think I actually had I didn't have a hacked ROM on this device, but I had hacked ROMs on every device after this device. And even prior to this device, so I started off on the Pocket PC. 
mm -hmm. before it came to a phone. Mm -hmm. So, like looking back at the the, the iPad, like I started off in on those in nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine. Wow, because I would have still been in college. So you've had an electronic device in your pocket since nineteen ninety eight. Like this to like this phone device. Funny enough, it that when when I had this device, we did not have any kind of telecom mail experience. But I could take this device and cradle sync it. <laughs> so I could I could sync my calendar, my email, um, my contacts, everything with work. I could then take it. I could respond to email. Mm -hmm. I could bring, and then when I came back and cradle synced, you know, it would you're, push all you're the actually out. making me remember. I did have a couple of palms. Mm -hmm. um, what like this is mid two thousands. You know, I think this is. I think I don't even remember. I like I got them for really cheap. Like they were like hundred bucks or something. Like really cheap. Uh, still black and white and everything. And um, I think that was the answer to. I won't get a, like this kind of phone. I will get this and start playing with that. I, I can't remember how we even came across. Like we ended up with like two of them somehow. We started off on Palms, and then then we offer we had offerings for Pocket PC. Now these this was even back then we were still originally BYOD. You bought yeah. your own device. We would pay for the software license. Um, I had the and I still have it, and it still works, and it still charges, and the battery's still good in it. I have the Palm Tungsten T, which if you remember Splinter Cell from from Xbox, the silver one that he had on his back in his backpack, that was the Palm Tungsten T. It's that is, color. That is the only Splinter Cell that I own, and I own it for the PC. You can Bluetooth tether that Amazing. to a device. Tie in. Way to go, Sam do, Fisher. And do dial up. <laughs> at 19200 baht. All right, all right. Uh, you probably like this one. And so so my actually my wife beat me to having a smartphone. Oh, really? Just like she beat me to wearable tech cuz she got her Fitbit before me. She she has to stay ahead of the curve. But this is what she had, the AT&T 8525. Okay, that came out that came out like a year after the one I had. Okay. Uh, but the big big thing was this was the sliding keyboard. We were on Singular at the time. Um, I can't remember. I think she was generally frustrated with it. <laughs> and it was it, a hard OS to use. It it was Microsoft did not understand. You got to do something without a stylus. Yeah, and that's where that's where it was rough. She liked. I think she generally liked it, and mm -hmm. and and like the argument was like, well, I think you should probably go to. <laughs> hey, this is pretty cool. <laughs> this iPhone, and uh, she hopped on board with the 3GS. We just both uh, picked them up that year. So, and now we're, well, what we both got four S's, we both got five S's. We're both like in that kind of line of progression. Um, and, and somehow I think we got an AT&T tilt from somebody secondhand as well. Which um, one's the tilt? The tilt was pretty much the same. It was the next iteration of this, but okay. the screen tilted up. So You know what device I really liked and I always wanted um, was the sidekick. I thought the sidekick. I think she had that one. Yeah, I bet you Chachi had it because it was a T-Mobile. T-Mobile. It was the one where you had to like actually flick it to make it, it go. Well, the screen like flipped, flipped up and around. It yeah. had a keyboard under it. It had the scroll panel. And you know what? I was so excited because Microsoft bought that company, mm -hmm. and I thought, oh wow, Pocket PC is going to be transformed. We're going to actually get usable devices. the The Sidekick had a Telnet client on it. Like if you were a tech person, 
you could actually like remote into your Cisco routers and, and <laughs> open up a telnet session and like go to town, configure and networks from your phone. Like, like they really had it. I think it had was one of the first AOL instant messenger clients. That's one of the reasons I like pocket PC too, because aim had a client and I was a big aim user. So you could you could be on aim all day long. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Chachi's saying that he had three different sidekicks. He had to replace two of them because of his constant flipping. And this was, I, I, I and correct me, I forget if this was early Twitter or just you texting uh, at, at the time. I don't think they had Twitter. Well, they no, had AIM. No, no, if you had Twitter, you could use text. That's how I was using Because when I first started Twitter, I was on a flip phone. Did you, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, uh, that would have been That would have been late in the sidekick era. Would it? Okay. I think. I mean, but not to say you couldn't. I mean, I st- I've seen sidekicks around today. They're still usable. They're, they're you can still activate it. Um, some of the other uh, 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 from from uh, social media. Riz had the, the Twitter. Riz had the Samsung Transform. I'm trying to find a good picture of it. I found I'm a fi- good picture, but I can't figure out what OS it's running. I'm finding is it a Android? Transform Ultra. I think this is yeah, this is an Android uh, phone from what I saw. Uh, I'm trying to bring up a picture here. So, I mean, this is, it looks like pretty much classic. Oh, I did look up the specs when he, he had it out. Um, and I don't know if this is the right one I have pictured, but this is like a 2.2, 2.4 Android device. Um, okay. So, I mean, you know, pretty much like where we're signing with, with the AT&T, it, it's got the keyboard and everything. Um, and I know that's one, like Chachi, he started off on the G1 when he went Android. That had a keyboard. Original, he had yeah. a keyboard, G, same with the G2. And My... And I know he was kind of debating, I think, second going into this latest one that didn't have a keyboard. My second and third pocket PCs had keyboards. So I had that Samsung that didn't. Mm-hmm. And then I had an AudioVox that uh, did. And then I had the T-Mobile Wing, which was actually, I think, made by HTC. Chachi is saying it was uh, aim and texting one, okay. Sidekick. Uh, but I think he said his first <clears throat> smartphone. Uh, do we count Sidekicks as a smartphone? It kind of is. Well, it had apps. It did. Okay. It okay. Now, I don't think it had, it didn't have an app store, and I don't. It's not like. You it's might not be able a, to sideload a few yeah, additional. Yeah, even but, as far as a smartphone versus a PC phone, like where, what's our, where does our distinction start there, too? I think it's a media-based so, OS, and mm-hmm. it, it, Media-based OS. I think it's compatible. I think as far as being a communication device mm-hmm. that you're doing more than just calling people on it, I think it's competitive with the BlackBerry. You know, at mm-hmm. least in that era. Yeah, in that era, definitely. Like, well, I want to get something so I can text people, aim people on. You got a BlackBerry, you got a Sidekick, you got, or you got a Windows phone. When the Sidekick had like a a screen that was one and a half times bigger than the the, the original Blackberries. Mm-hmm. I still have. I was sitting on my desk at work. I have an old Nextel. Blackberry with push to talk, and it has a color screen. That thing powers up too. So, uh, and then Sharman was on the Facebook, and he pointed out the Motorola Q. I'm just pulling it up now to see what this was. Um, looks. Oh, it was an Android device, wasn't it? It's an Android device. It was as a well? smaller. I think it was a. It actually had a pretty small screen on it. I thought. Okay. I think. Oh, here we go. There it is. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's it's not one of those. Oh no, this phones. ran this ran a, a flavor of Pocket PC as well, but it was a Pocket PC that wasn't touchscreen. Okay, so it had a jog dial. Now you're saying Pocket PC. This is what became like there used to there was Windows Mobile. Did Pocket PC become Windows Mobile yes. like around the four or five six ish area? Well, I remember, so they had Pocket PC two thousand three. Yeah, 
And then I think they actually followed the 98 realm of Pocket PC 2003, like second edition or something like that. And then they went, when they really started to get it on more and more phones, mm-hmm. they went mobile. Windows Mobile. Yeah, I, I I remember like that 6.5 up that they did that tried to make it a little more smartphone-y mm-hmm. um, at the time. And I was like, oh, maybe this will do it. Nope. Like even the tilt we had like upgraded to six point one. I remember early experiments after we did move over onto iPhone, uh, playing with the tilt and the eighty five twenty five, trying to get Android early Android onto them too. There was some uh, experimental ROMs at the time. So that was, I mean, that was the big thing I think back then. And and Kraus is going to be kicking himself when he listens to this episode tomorrow because he can't be. He's doing the uh, the voting booth thing. Yeah, but I mean, he was Mister ROM. He actually loaded a different ROM every week on his pocket pieces i can't i mean it was every week i mean that's when i don't even want to do that on my tablet man i I just want the tablet to work you know i don't have to reset everything i'm getting things the way i like it i just want to be able to pick it up and things work because i had somebody on on uh, google plus uh old high school friend was like that's weird i have high school friends that are talking to me on google plus now so now I want to feed. I mean, it's the more <laughs> more technology technologically savvy, savvy ones, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just he's like, have you tried any ROMs yet? I'm like, no, I just wanted to see what Android is. Oh, I did see that comment. Know? Well, um, no, that's the other thing though. Back in the pocket PC days, if you had an SD card, mm-hmm. you loaded your apps on the SD card. You just redid the ROM, and all so your I apps didn't were even there. You, yeah. you left. You put your MP3s, your ringtones, everything on the SD card. And you just flash the ROM. Speaking of which, what what is new with KitKat? It's been released with the Nexus 5. It should be rolling out soon to the rest of the Nexus devices. And then I'm sure it'll trickle down from there to everybody else. Uh, I, what what do I have to expect from it? So I, uh, I'm still trying to get used to 4.3. I mean, 4, I don't think there were any. 4.3 brought a lot of like performance updates that Did I it? saw. You're okay. going to get emojis. Emojis are coming. Oh, to, boy. Out, out of the door. Oh, out boy. Of the, right off the bat, KitKat. Cloud printing. The one thing I was impressed, QuickOffice. So QuickOffice is going to be in the OS. Did they buy them? Yes. Okay. They bought them a while back. So they bought them, and presumably this is going to be integrated with Google Drive. Uh, yes. So we're going to have a better experience, because I noticed on the phone, and let me check on here, because anytime I open like the document, that we have, we we use tables to mark everything out. It's just a doc, not a spreadsheet, and we just use tables. Um, those don't usually load too well. Noticed. You're gonna have a step counter. A step counter is gonna be built in. Step built counter. in. Now I'm guessing it's probably gonna. I I don't have any other specs on what it's gonna require. Um, if a device doesn't, maybe it'll, I'm guessing it's not using GPS. It's probably using the accelerometer or something. Yeah. So potentially based on your, um, and I have, and I actually do have an app. It was like a free app called moves on my phone that mm-hmm. I don't even know if M seven compatible. Cause I had it before I upgraded to the five S, um, enhanced caller ID. I thought was a cool one. Okay. So if you get a phone call from someone that isn't in your contacts, it will. And I, I mean, this is gonna have to, they're gonna have to be working hard and hello. And, quick it's not gonna apply to me <laughs> but it'll actually try to use like white pages and a couple reverse lookup services to give you the caller id really so when you think about it now i mean most phones they they rely on the contacts that you have yeah whether yeah. they're on the phone or even cloud hosting, sometimes you'll get a this this that. calls from california right yeah you'll get you'll get location because yeah. they can do an, an area code lookup yeah it's pretty easy relatively easy um, so that was a cool one. Message consolidation. So they're starting to 
SMS, hangout. MMS, I know isn't this where hangouts calls, becomes your hangouts? Yeah, hangouts is the one stop stop. We talked about yeah. last week about hangouts. Uh, somebody called me on Google Voice and it just exploded all my devices and computers in front of me. Animated week. gifts. Animated. Oh boy. Can send the animated oh, man. gifts. The, the the one thing I think is going to be confusing is contact prioritization. So the contacts app, I'm guessing there's going to be some way to flip this back or something. But it is going to list in order the contacts you most recently used and call most often at the top. So instead of alphabetically, like all of us, hmm, I'm looking for someone, what's their, what's their last name or I whatever. Yeah, it's, it's going to like prioritize the contacts. And then it's also going to interject businesses that are around you within there. I'm guessing I'm I'm hoping this is like it I Google mapped that I'm going to um some restaurant and it knows that based on the fact that I asked for directions to the restaurant, it has the restaurant's phone number in my phone. I'm hoping that it just doesn't start willy nilly adding business phone numbers from where I'm geo. Yeah, that'd be a little awkward they're they're swapping some stuff out with the display one of the things is if you're if you're in an ebook it was still putting the bar at the top and bar at the bottom the interface bar um so they're going to get that so you'll you can swipe in from the edges to bring back the interface um full screen album and movie art combined with controls in the lock screen something that i'm pretty darn used to um and I saved this one for last. All phones. Repeat. All phones with KitKat. This is what it says. Are getting OK Google. Always on. Really? That's what they're saying. No more touching your screen to perform searches and send texts. Get directions. Play music. When you're on your on the home screen or have Google now pulled up, all you have to say is OK Google. And boom. Well, this is the other thing. Now, um, what? Are, my question is, what is this going to do to battery life? Yeah, exactly. Because because uh, I thought the big thing with it, like with the new Motorola's that were doing that, was that there was like a you know, much like Special the M7 processor. side. There was yeah, there was its own processor. Um, now let me check. Oh, I have been updated by the way to the new Google iOS app. So supposedly, mm-hmm. I can set here. It's going to load up, and I can say, "Okay, Google." Okay, Google. Ask a question. What's the square root of nine? What's the square root of nine? It's three. Square root nine is three. That was. That's an easy one. I wanted. I, I wanted more. Yeah. Um. So when yeah. do the penguins play tonight? And or when's also, the next penguins game? Or what? Well, okay. Okay. Okay, Google. When's the next penguins game? Ender's game is playing at Southside Works, Carmike 10 Pittsburgh, and 13. Ender's game. Ender's game. Yeah, it was a little no, close. I said it kind of um, quick. Now, here's uh, the interesting thing. So, interestingly enough, you can say, okay, Google, remind me tomorrow morning. Is it listening to me? Okay, Google, remind me tomorrow morning to call Sorg. It says okay Google crossword. Oh, so wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Let me let me see. Okay. But no, you so, so, Okay, Google. 
Remind me to call Chilla at 9 a.m. tomorrow. And it's a reminder that's popped up in Google Reminders now, mm -hmm. which is, you know, much like, well, much like I would do with Siri, to be honest. Right. So, so, so now, unfortunately, the only problem is this is not on the front page of my phone. This is Correct. like, I have to, go, have to go. This, this the is app. interesting. They come up with this. I can go open Google. Which app would you like to use? A couple of Googles, Google, Google, Google search, search, I guess. And now, so I have to at least do that in order to get to Google, right? In order to start doing things, and I can say, "Okay, Google." But now search you're cross-platform. But now you're cross-platform, and now I can do that at a reminder, and it's going to pop up on my glass. And Google is now allowed to run in the background on the phone. Yep. So you're going to get a reminder tomorrow morning on your iPhone, and I will get those reminders as notifications on your Nexus on my phone. On your glass. On my Nexus, on my glass, on my iPhone, iPad? No. Yes. Probably, well, probably not nope. mine. I uh, iOS 5? Do they, does it have the it has Google the search app? Yeah, has the app. Did it update today? Uh, uh, no, because I have to manually do it. Because it's, <laughs> it's iOS 5. Manually. Um, you have to go see. I, I'm guessing that device didn't have a mic. So you're probably not going to be able to use. Yeah, it does. Oh, it does? Yeah, it does. I do hangouts on it. You don't get video, but you have Hangouts on it. Okay, so you can... I, mean, I bet you it'll work. Wow. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. I wonder if this background stuff is something that, you know, it may not... They may not have had an iOS 5. This is an iOS 7 thing. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Um, so that's cool. So uh, so Google Now is 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 one more everywhere. I mean, I use I use the, the, the Google Now cards and everything, especially with tracking packages. Stuff like that. Um, it's really nice. I love putting stuff in my calendar for appointments, and then I don't even think I don't even think about it. I pull up Google, see, and it has the place that I put because I make sure I put the address. I find the out, out mm -hmm. the address when I make the appointment, and I put it in there, and it'll pop up as a card. So like hour, hour and a half before I have to leave, I'll start looking and say, okay, how long does it take to get there? You know, if it's generally in the city, I'm like, oh well, I allow myself half hour to an hour, and then. About two hours in advance, I'll t look and say, okay, how long does it really take to get there? You know, and what's traffic doing? I want to say the last, and this is kind of upsetting to me, I want to say the last three or four packages I've had delivered, Google now didn't pick up and put in a card. That's weird. That's weird. Like it did it, it did it like repetitively a long time ago and it kind of stopped working over time, which has been odd and saddening for me. But the one thing I will say is I no longer open up I always I don't I don't carry the T schedule with me, so I just look at Google Maps. Yep. And that, that now was, I use the Google Now cards. A that lot was also more. added to to Glass as well. Uh, is transit directions? Now this mm -hmm. is interesting. Have you noticed this? Because I got this last week. It let me know WWE Two K Fourteen was coming out. Uh, it let me know that Ghost of Duty uh, Call, Call of Duty Ghost Call of Duty Ghosts came out today, and let me know a few days. It's letting me know about the big white white whale by Kevin Nash. What is this about? Um, and then there's all the stuff that I searched. Now I have a few other updates in here. Yeah, and there's there's everything, and half the stuff came today. But um, yeah, it was. I wonder if it's something that gets turned off, or I do notice sometimes I have things that don't come through here, and I think it's about depends on what the tracking number goes through, like service to service. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen which ones don't 
track, really. But most of my stuff comes from Amazon anyways. Stuff I got, I got auto parts that came in today and that they, they tracked and I don't even know what they came on. FedEx, maybe? Mm -hmm. um, but... <clears throat> All right, uh, what else we got here? Let's, uh, let's see what else we need to wrap up on and we get out here. What is this? Uh, unlock your Mac by knocking on your phone? Yeah, so there's an app that you can, I think it's like $2.99 in the App Store. Um, you load it up on your iPhone and you they have a client-side piece for your Mac. And through Bluetooth low energy, so you're not chewing through battery, um, you can literally knock on the back of your phone and your Mac unlocks. That's messed up. <laughs> oh, well, and you know, it's kind of getting to the point. I, I wish the Mac would just unlock based on the proximity to the device. So that guy had his phone in his pocket. He knocked on it. Bam. What just happened? Unlocks. That's awesome. <laughs> so it's, it's a really cool concept. These, I think, this is this is a technology that if if Apple was smart is going to get Sherlocked. They need a proximity based authentication, much like Motorola did with the Motorola mm -hmm. X, and I don't know what they call this. Them. Is three ninety nine on iTunes for this? Yeah, are they, I'm kind of curious about this one. Are they smart clips or I can't remember what they call them. Motorola has the little clip. You can clip it to your belt. You can clip it. You can lay it on your desk at work. Mm -hmm. So if your if your Motorola X is within within proximity to that thing, it, yeah. it never locks. Yeah. I, I think we're getting to the point where you I don't I don't think I would be comfortable with it being just Bluetooth connected. Mm -hmm. It needs to understand proximity. So so if someone steals if someone steals my MacBook and takes it from the coffee shop to the bar next door, it's probably still going to be connected to my phone. Mm -hmm. Like I would want it to lock. You want, I, you I'm, want I'm to be saying a shorter distance. Like yeah five feet nine yeah. feet like an old bluetooth 1.0 2.0 distance not the the hundred feet that you're getting on a, on a lot of devices today um, um interesting it, it only it's compatible with most new macs uh airs and mac mini 2011 and newer imac 2013 and newer macbook Pro 2012. So really, this Mac Mac Mini is the only thing that I would be able to use it on. So I don't know if I'm going to part with my four dollars. I know it's a big decision. Um, all right, real quick before we How go. How do you know what version of Bluetooth you have on your device? I'm not sure. Like on your mm. on your computer? Because I don't know. Uh, here's me being stupid. I don't know which MacBook Air I have. <laughs> all right. 2011. I have an early 2011 model. It actually says it on the bottom? Yeah. It's really? copy. It's put, they put the copyright on there. I've never noticed that. TM and 2011. Yeah. TM and copyright 2011 Apple Incorporated. Now, the 2011 device after this, there was two 2011 devices. There was an early and a late. I have Wait, I have the late 2011, I think. Because I got it after our wedding. And before oh, I'm not seeing Christmas. this thing. I have a serial number, and that's it. I have the serial number, guy. and then, so like, a, does yours have the FCC ID? No, I don't get any of that stuff. This is a, uh, this is, wow, well, I got a lead density. It might be, thing. you know what, it this might. This is a 2009. Look under the battery, maybe? Battery? Your battery's removable. No, it isn't. It's a unibody. Oh. It's a unibody, sir. I don't this know. Is a, this is a couple years after they started doing unibodies. Um, 
So I'm just going to leave this here because I don't want to drop it. Uh, so real quick, uh, let's address this question in the chat room. Uh, Bobby wants to know, uh, what should he buy, an iPad mini, Nexus 7, or Chromebook? Chachi says Chromebook. I'm interested in why Chachi says Chromebook. I am as well. I, I'm trying to think why he would need it for. Um, if he's look, I mean, if he's looking to replace his laptop, then I almost want to say go get a Chromebook, dude. Um, See, I would say go get the. Wait, that's that's such a. Go get an he's, obviously, he's obviously looking at price. He's like, I want a new device, and this is the price because those are all in the same range. But you get, oh, you get yeah. way. I gotta tell you this: you get way more functionality out of a Chromebook. If you again, you could more or less probably replace your computer. If you're not doing any kind of design or anything like that, you're doing these podcasts. Uh, I will warn you: I don't think that camera's very good on it. The webcam. Um, I've, I've played around with the, with the Samsung device. Yeah, the, the one guy, the one guy at my one job has an Acer, and I don't think it was really spectacular. Still, probably better with, than what you have right now if you have an older laptop. Here's there. the thing to me about the Chromebook. The Chromebook, you're you're stuck in the Chrome ecosystem with the apps. Yeah, if you're okay with that, Chrome. At least on the so here's my thing about the Nexus Seven. So notice he's saying, notice his thing. I have a crap Android phone and can't install Vine or Instagram. And an iPod Touch that's outdated. Um, blah 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 blah. So he he wants so wait a minute. So, so here, okay. Chromebook, no Vine. Yeah. No yeah, ability yeah, yeah, to yeah. post to Instagram. Like I would say, pick up the Nexus Seven and get a keyboard tablet. Yeah. Or pick up an iPad Mini and get a keyboard tablet. I would say, thing. well, it, it, but actually, you have an app store. You have did, you have. He had this discussion. Like he's already on Android. So, so I stay wanna, with Android. I want to say stay with Android. Uh, I would, yeah, yeah. If you if you were going from scratch, I would say Mac Mini because I, I I I recommend the. I know you're not very technical and stuff, so I, I always recommend the iOS kind of ecosystem over Android, just because, you know, it just just out of preference, personal preference. Um, but no, you're already on that phone. At the very least, if there's any apps you bought or anything like that, you're going to be able to. That was the amazing thing. I, I logged into this thing, and it had all my Google stuff, and I've never owned an Android device. So so I so would I would say, can do... you put together, like, another, what are they, was the next 7229? Yeah. If you can put together, like, another 100 bucks, I would go after, I would honestly go after the transform, the Zeus transformer the t something or other it's an android it's a, it's an android 10 inch okay but it has the keyboard it has a keyboard thing and the keyboard has an additional usb port it has a full-size sd card slot it it really makes that modular i, I hate to use the the it gives you that surface experience but on the android platform Okay, and I, I really think he's saying Galaxy Tab three. Uh, I'd stay away from that. I'd stay away from that. So if you're not, if you're gonna go Google and you, I would stick with the Nexus line. Yes, or like an like LG makes the Nexus, Samsung's made the Nexus. I would stay with the Nexus line. The Google Experience, but that's more phones. Yeah, it's more it's more on the phone side. I've I've seen a lot. A lot of people have purchased that, and you can get that device at Best Buy. The, the transformer that I'm talking about. Yeah. Um. You, you can also get it on Tiger Direct. You can get it pretty much anywhere. So you, you take your iPod Touch and put it on Craigslist, and take your <laughs> um. 
What other device did he have? Crap Android phone. And iPod Touch. Take your devices, put them on a, kind of put them on Craigslist, <laughs> or take them to to some chop shop. A gazelle, gazelle, try, try gazelle, you, you can try gazelle, um, and then get your five percent extra with Amazon. Yep, and go and buy it go on buy, Amazon. Go, go buy it on exactly. Amazon. Exactly. Don't buy it from the Play Store. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I did yeah. not. I did not like the Galaxy Tab Three. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I would go with the Nexus Seven over that device, oh, and you're okay. paying a premium for Galaxy. Generally, I go with the Apple, but I agree. He's on Android. He's, he's on Android. He's on Android. There's no wrong with that. He doesn't need to go. He has all of his apps. If he has any games on there, it's Avengers Assemble, whatever. I mean, even Mad Mike's saying go mini. And I'm, I know Mike. Likes, well, Mike, Mike's on the mini. Mike's the loving mini. the mini. And I'll be honest, Mike. Um, I, I think, you know, well, you're also coming from iPod Touch. And a flip phone. And a flip phone. So that makes sense for you. I, I, think, I think generally... Uh, except for platform preferences, if you're like, I want widgets, widgets on my desktop and my home screen, I want the Google Now stuff, or... Uh, what does that mean that I'm a pocket whore? Or, I, I don't know what that meant. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where Go that Go find from. an old pocket PC. I think I have one. You can have it. Here, here. I got one sitting right here. You want to stick this in your pocket? It's kind of heavy. Um, <laughs> but no, no, I, I, I don't... Unless you're like really unhappy. I've had this iPhone. Oh my God, I can't believe how it does X. You know, and want to try the other side. I, I think because I was, I was also again surprised. Aside from the okay, oh, Android does this and this. A lot of it. The first thing I went through was finding okay, what apps do I need to bring over? And there's hardly anything that I regularly use that I can't get on this. But here, and, and now here's the other interesting concept or comment I would make to him. He's already Android, but to me, if he can't install Instagram or Vine on his Android device, he probably isn't buying anything on <laughs> Android. So now's the time to switch platforms That's the question. if you're going to switch. There you go. And you'll probably be much happier on an iOS Go get a device. 99... Oh, here. Go get a 99-cent iPhone. Go get a... Ni go get... Here. Go get a 99-cent Windows phone. <laughs> go get Screw a 99... You know what? Just go get a Windows phone. <laughs> Forget all this stuff. But I mean, you could uh, now if, if you don't have any investment in the on in the platform you're on, and now that you're seeing all of the apps coming out for both platforms, mm -hmm. if you here, I would say if, if you care about the quality of your photos, go buy an iPhone. Yes, if you hands down, if you carry a, if <laughs> unless you, you want to buy a ridiculous forty megapixel Windows right. phone, <laughs> if, if or, you, or or your Samsung Android thingy. Yeah, if you care about just having a bunch of apps that are cheap and will end up, and you're going to match it with a tablet later, and they're just going to be blown up apps, go Android. If you want, see, I think you pay a premium for the Apple product, but you get a premium. You product. do, you do. Um, um, and you're experiencing that on the on the on the Nexus, even on the Nexus Seven. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at your Twitter app and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I, um, I it drives me insane. Uh, it as I. I and I imagine it's a great browser experience. It's a great browser right. experience. For, well, except that it keeps wanting to do mobile versions of everything. Mm -hmm. So I have to you can out, you can go can into I Chrome just, and settings and tell. Can I turn that off like for all? Like I, I tried looking for that. Um, or you can do what I did and grab Firefox. So wait, wait. So if I get a ten inch, actually, I'm thinking about that. But I'm already synced with with Chrome. If I get a ten inch, is it going to do the same thing with Twitter? Mm -hmm. That's that's ridiculous. Now Twitter's supposed to be coming out with a ten inch client. Okay. I don't know if they have yet, but it's only going to work on certain 10-inch devices. And this is where it breaks down for me. This is seriously where it breaks down for me with Android. And that's why I say you want to go iPad, especially iPad and, and the Mini and stuff. 
I think that's still a better experience. It's Android it depends on what you want it for. Android greater than operating system. So, so there you go. What? Chachi says it. Android greater than OS. I'm sure, I think he meant iOS. Okay. But he's just saying it's Android greater than OS. And 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 after all this, he's guys, he's, <clears throat> he's going to go Black with the BlackBerry. Berry. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been your awesome cast. Get geeky with us. We're at Awesome Cast on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, on Google Plus. Join us in these kinds of conversations is what we do all week. And we do it here on Tuesday night live at 6.30 p.m. at live.sorgatronmedia.com. And check out all the stuff, all the past episodes, all that stuff, sorgatronmedia.com. And we're on iTunes. We're on YouTube. Uh, Stitcher as well. On the Roku via the Blip TV app. Um, and anywhere else you're going to look for uh, your pod- fine, fine podcast mm-hmm. or whatever those disseminate to. My phone's making noises because I put it in the wrong place. Uh, so thank you, Chilla, for joining us. Bring the iPad, me a show off. Some great conversations tonight. So uh, thank you to our awesome chat room that we've been helping with their awesome decisions. You're our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. <laughs>